Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio, and I'm going to start in normal fashion. And the normal fashion is we're going to come out of a, a scripture and do a prayer. And the scripture is this, 2 Timothy 2.15 out of the new uh, NIV version, where it says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth, correctly handles the word of truth. God wants effective workers. Amen. Amen. If you're working in the truth of Jesus Christ, of how he lived and, and the gospel of the good news of what we give, you have to be able to walk this thing right, y'all. And God wants you to be able to know when you walk this thing right, you ain't got to be ashamed of anything. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you. We thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. God, let this topic tonight be something that could break through the chains that has hold people back from wanting to uh, hide from what they've been going through, God. Let it be of an opener for a conversation, God. God, let it be able to reach out to the masses, God. Let it be able to go to the uh, people that's unreachable, the people that has been not taught. God, let a seed be planted where it can say, what can I do to be saved? God, we ask you right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you could touch everybody under the sound of my voice to be able to hear this, to be able to see this topic and to see about the show tonight where we could really talk about some things in your truth and in your wisdom where we could truly have a breakthrough, God. God, we thank you. God, we love you. God, we honor you. God, we give you all the glory and all the praise. God, enlarge the territory of anointed radio right now in the mighty name of Jesus, where it be an overflow, where we could go from corner to corner of this world, where people could be able to hear about the truth, hear about you, and to be able to hear about some things that they can use in their life. So God, we thank you. God, we love you. God, we praise you. God, we give you all the glory and all the praise. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. What I got to say is this. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on all social media platforms. And you could be able to even follow me on Clubhouse at Jay Calhoun or on Facebook at Jaylon Calhoun. You could follow me there and make sure you check out all my music on all digital platforms where you could hear um, Renew My Praise, Wake Up Blessed, Jesus, You Make Me Happy. And if, you, if you're following me, you know my new song is about to drop. And that new song is what? My Team Rep Jesus Rep. Uh, and it has two locals and um, a person from San Diego. We have Eternal from San Diego. We got Icy Jones and we have Mo Danger. If y'all don't know who Mo Danger is, y'all need to know because he's the Timberland of Vegas. He's he's the Timberland behind most of my music where he has put his signature on some songs and we've done some great music and projects together. So shout out to Mo danger y'all and man he, he he bad y'all gotta check him out mo danger google him look on all social media platforms he has his album as well where he is phenomenal play all the instruments he he do his thing all right amen so with that being said um go follow my co-host we have mr dw mr dw had to work tonight 
So he'll be absent for this conversation today, but um, check out DW at the DW Experience, where he'll be coming back with his show every Monday at 7 o'clock with the DW Experience. Another person to check out is Mr. Chris Johnson out of Chicago, where you could follow all of his handles at SingChrisJ. Um, You could be able to see his music, Chasing After You, even Three Kingsmen with his Christmas single. You could be able to follow him on uh, I believe you go check out his website at singchrisj.com and be able to um, really see all the great projects that Chris is doing. Another person to check out is Dr. Marvinetta Clay. Las Vegas is everybody's favorite auntie. She sang behind some greats. She got some great music coming. She has worship forever. Um, God is so good. Check out Dr. Marvinetta Clay. She's really got some great music out there. So Definitely check out Dr. Marvinetta Clay. She'll be on a little later. Check out Miss Chiquita Andrews, everybody, where you could be able to see her book. Her book is um, Trained to Be Broken, but was unbroken. Um, and it's at Barnes and Nobles, all the places you got books. Amen. Amen. So with that, make sure you go check her out. She'll be on later as well. But we're going to do something different. We're going to go ahead um, for the intro. Not even the intro, I guess you could say the music break. We're going to play Las Vegas music. We Ashley, go check it out. I actually made a playlist on Apple Music where it's called Vegas Gospel Hits. You could be able to check it out. Got all Las Vegas artists. I might be missing some, but it's all the ones that I could get at this moment. So make sure you go check out on Apple Music. Vegas Gospel Hits. Got some great gospel artist from Las Vegas. I know a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of gospel artists here and they got some great projects and music. We're going to be playing a little bit from that playlist. So make sure you subscribe to Vegas Gospel Hits. Another thing to do, make sure you download the Anointed Radio app for 24-hour gospel. Get you your groove so you can be able to listen to gospel without any, any, any interruptions. Amen. Amen. So we got Vegas gospel hits that we're going to um, play from where we're going to play. The first one we're going to play from is Sharon Scott. Shout out to Sharon Scott. And um, it's going to be called I Got Away. Then we're going to go and play some more Las Vegas artists. And then when we come back, we're going to have our conversation. Amen. Amen. So I want you to sit back, groove, relax. Make sure you follow us at social media. LV, uh, um, like Las Vegas, LV, anointed rate on all social media platforms so that you know where the updates are. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go ahead with Sharon Scott. I got away. Amen. All right, y'all. See y'all in a minute. It was only by God's love and his saving grace. Oh, the devil thought he 
Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We thank you for everything you've done for us, what you will do, and what you're doing. Our way maker. Jesus made a way, made a way, made a way, made a way. Jesus made a way, made a way, made a way. Yes, he is. So glad he did. Oh, yes, he did. Cushing my way. 
storm and the rain I felt heartache and pain Through it all you've been there When it seemed like no one cared Looking back on all the things that I've been through Oh Lord, I realize we're there all the time Yes, you did. You were right there all the time. Oh, what joy I have now. Oh, what peace I find now. It feels so good to know that. I'm not walking all alone now. Looking back on all the things that I've been through. Oh, Lord, I realize you went there all the time. Yes, you did. He did it for me. And I believe that it's doing for you.
My belief firm. 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 Jones. I believe in Jesus. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Like diamonds, I'm shining and you cannot put me out. Dipped in holy water, there would not be a drop. Drink from living water, God, he supplied a spout. Forgive me for my sins, God don't care what it's about. No water starts by name, you cannot even count. Believe in every word that coming out his mouth. Was headed towards death, then I took different route. And they like Thomas when all they do is doubt. And that's undoubtedly. Just talk to God, he said he's proud of me. Then he gifted me to be a prodigy. Then I set sail up on my odyssey. Don't believe in none of y'all mythology. And obviously, well, I was pimping and slipping and creeping and tripping and dipping and ripping. I tell him I'm living like firm. My belief firm, firm, 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 my belief, I believe in Jesus, tell him, tell him, tell him, I believe in Jesus, tell him, tell him, tell him, I believe in Jesus, tell him, tell him, tell him, I believe in Jesus, tell him, tell him, tell him, I believe in Jesus, tell him, tell him. I believe in Jesus, I believe in Christ I believe in the Bible, if you leave me right Yeah, yeah, I was blind, now, now I got sight I was out of my mind and jumped out of my flight With no parachute, gotta tell the truth Gotta round the troops, gotta hit the streets And give God to you, no crypt gang and no suit But I'm bloodstained from head to shoot If you pull the banger, be prepared to shoot I'm willing to die for my faith No return, no retreat, no restraint When I'm weak, the Lord got all my strength I need help, then I call on the saints No more pimping, no slipping, no cripping, no tripping No dipping, no ripping, to God I am gripping tight Firm, firm, my belief firm, firm, my belief firm, firm, my belief firm, firm, my belief firm, firm, my belief, firm, I believe in Jesus, tell him, tell him, tell him, I believe in Jesus, tell him, tell him, tell him, I believe in Jesus, tell him, tell him, tell him, I believe in Jesus, tell him, tell him, tell him, I believe in Jesus, tell him, tell him. Time. If I'm down and out, you 
always make a way Despite what people say Jesus, you're the hope when I was lost When there was no one around, none could be found I'm so happy you are the one in my world That give me so much hope Jesus, you, you make me happy, happy, happy. Jesus, you, you make me happy, so happy, happy. Jesus, you, you make me happy, so happy, happy. So happy. If you happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you happy and you know it, and you really wanna show. If you happy and you know it, clap your hands. Although I don't deserve. His amazing grace, His brand new mercy, every single day. I know I don't deserve His amazing grace, brand new mercy, every single day. Brand new mercy, every single day. I hear from heaven and hear the land. I hear the land. 
concern me. You said you would. You said you would. I believe you Vegas talent, Charles. Y'all didn't know that. Make sure that you go to Apple Music and look up Vegas Gospel Hits Playlist. Be able to hear some great talented gospel artists. And that is Kelsey and Camila with Use. We played so many talented people, but there's so many more. So we're going to go ahead and go into the topic we have that just entered into the room. We got Everybody's favorite auntie, Dr. Marvinetta Clay. Hey, hey, hey. What's and on, everybody? we got famous book writer in the making, Miss Chiquita Andrews. Hello. Can you hear me? Hey. Yes, we can hear you. Hi. I'm driving home from my basketball game. So. Did y'all win? We did. Amen. There you go. That's what matters. So one thing that we are going to um, talk about, and everybody can see the topic. The topic is something that a lot of people are probably going to have different opinions on. But the main thing I wanted to talk about tonight is can you still attend church and be fully depressed and going through and not feeling any change? So I'll open it to the floor with Dr. Marvinetta Clay. What do you think about that? You said, can you be depressed and fully what? <laughs> and be fully in attendance with, in church, like nothing is happening. Well, it depends. It depends on the situation. Um, if you want to talk about preacher-wise, pastor-wise, some of them, yes, they do. They can pray. They can can and they can pray and and encourage people. And because uh, I just heard that from Minister uh, Banks on Sunday, as of how he talked about how depressed he was of losing his wife and his family, well, his wife and um, his home and no money and all that stuff. And yet he still was praying and going home depressed. Yes, he still was preaching and going home depressed. Yet he still was doing ministry and going home depressed. So, yeah, you can, depending on the situation. But then you have other situations that um, you can be very empty inside. And that depression itself is almost like you, you, you're existing but not existing. You know what I'm saying? Your, your insides are just dead, but your outside is is, is showing this this this. Your outside is showing this this facade. Let me say it like that, um, because you don't want people to know your business. You don't want people to know your situation. You don't want people to know really how you're really feeling. And so, um, yeah, you can be there only because you're so used to. It's almost like 
And I think I was telling you that today, Pastor, Pastor Jay. It's almost like when a person um, is raped and they want to tell people, they want to share what happened to them. And the very one that they thought that they could go to just did not believe them. And it's almost to the point like that when people are depressed, no matter what the situation is, it's it's hard for them because they've been through something so tragic in their lives. And, and it's to the point where who do I trust? Who do I go to? Who can I talk to? Who? Because, you know, most times they say, you know, they say, you should be able to go to your pastor. You should be able to go to the elders of the church. You should go be able to go to used to be mothers of the church. We don't have I hardly have that now. But this is what has always been said. But it's now today, it's hard for people to go to those individuals. It's hard. That depression is so real that it's that it just makes you um just like a zombie in so many ways, you know, I want to talk, I want to get it out, but I can't because I don't know how they're going to feel or how, are they going to judge me or are they going to talk about me? Or are they going to, you know, look at me the wrong way? Are they going to say stuff? Because, you know, people want to do judgment. Mm. That's the sad part. That's they sad. want to put judgment upon people. And I'm, cl- I'm clear about what the Bible says, judge not. <laughs> Unless she be judged. If you got any sins, you got any sins? Are he who is without sin? Can you catch the stones? No, you can't. We all are in sin. Yes, we have accepted Christ. And yes, we believe by the power of the blood of Jesus. Yes, we are covered by him. But honey, we are still shaping in iniquity and sinful nature. Mm-hmm. So do can we can we no, we cannot. So that's what really boils down to is. Who do we go to? Who do you talk to? Because we all want to be able to talk to somebody. That's why right now it is so evident that when you have people that are giving uh, um, counseling and, and, and back in the day, church people frowned upon it. The church is frowned upon it. But to, in today's time, you need it because you can go to a, a total stranger of a counselor that will hear you and will kind of help you in so many ways as to somebody you thought could and you thought you knew. Well, one thing I want I want to add on to that too is just that a lot of people feel that the facade, I like that word you use, the facade of church. You know, a lot of times you're in church and you feel like, well, why would I bring that to this person? Because this person must got it on. You know, Jesus didn't touch them and, and help them out. And a lot of people are scared, you know, take away titles, just a regular person going to church seeking for help. You know, if if you're going to church, you're seeking for help. You're seeking for guidance. You're seeking for someone to be able to give a a form of uh, mentorship. And then it now falls on to what kind of leadership that you're under, because a Mm -hmm. lot of times it's evident and like what the Bible says, you could tell a person by what? The fruit that they bear. Fruit they bear. And, and a lot of times you see there's so many hurt people coming to church and then leaving church still broken, still not delivered, still hurting, and still having suicidal thoughts because people are not hitting the things on the inside. They're hitting the surface stuff. I'm tired of financial uh 
sermons. I'm tired of everything's going to be all right because I can't use that in the time of when I'm going through. I can't use that when I'm going through a time of I'm going through loss. I can't use that when a pandemic of, 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 of 2020 puts me in there to deal with my own personal thoughts. And now I have to deal with self. You know, now the thing that a lot of people are looking for is transparency of how mm-hmm. to get out. How yeah. can I, how can I, what tools can I use? So when I step outside these doors, I can use it. You know, there's so many times where I, I see in the church where we had a conversation on DW show talking about church hurt, where a lot of people are hurt by the people that's supposed to help. Sure and that. it's, it's a, it's not just one person. It's so many. And, and then the, in the church, and I'm talking about the church now too, the church wants to get mad about people not wanting to join church, but then people get fed up with, if I'm going to deal with the same type of snake mentality in the sh- that I see in the streets, why well, deal with that in the church? You know, and that's where a lot of people get fed up because they're like, I'm looking for answers. I'm not getting fed it. I'm looking for guidance. They're leading me the wrong way or even worse. Those a prophet, uh, uh, Miss Danielle McCord came on here and she said she didn't learn about prostitution and stripping in the streets. She learned about it in church. Yeah. You know, how, how many how how many times do we look at these situations and we don't think about those people that are getting hurt? Yes, Jesus can heal. Yes, he can deliver. He could do all those things. But the main thing is he is the way, the truth, and the light. And that's the person we're supposed to direct them to, not our own opinion, not our own, our own agenda. Because you can tell when somebody is a prophet lion. What's a prophet mm-hmm. lion? Prophet line is saying something that they want you to do that benefits yeah. them. I've always told people when um, people ask me when, because I've always had questions. So when people be saying, "Well, God told me th- this and that," um, how can I know it's really from God? First of all, it needs to be a confirmation mm-hmm. of something that you should already know. Second, it should be um, something that don't benefit them. Mm-hmm. Because I tell you, every time somebody told me something, I just told Dr. Clay this. She told me I had to shut my mouth, and I said I can't. I <laughs> I told her what God told me to tell her, and it had nothing to do with me at all. That's how you know it's from God. Mm-hmm. And and we have to get to the point where we get back to the basics, you know, it and 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 stop the sugar coat. No, it's not going to be easy to be a Christian. No. Everybody ain't gonna have your best interest, including people in church. And I, I, I love when the mothers just say, "There's people in this church that are gonna go to hell." Well, because they just ain't, ain't getting it right, and and that's and where you're right. You're right, but here's the here's the thing. See, and I'm included. We look to people, and we look at people in the wrong in the wrong light. Right. Let me say it like that. In the wrong light. I won't say the wrong way. It's the wrong light. And what I mean by the wrong light, what I mean by is that, you know, for so long, like you have people that, um, as I call, they wait on the bishops, even though they call them adjutants and whatever else word they want to use. But it's to me, you being a waiter. You know, I'm just being honest. You being a waiter because you're waiting on them. You're serving them. You being a servant towards them. Same with the people that are in, in uh, 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 what is it? Um, the Pope. When you got all them little kids wanting to serve the Pope and wanting to do that, and then you, you misuse them and you misuse their virginity. 
you mess with their virginity. You know what I'm saying? And so what I'm saying is when you see these people in light, it's almost like you're looking at these people, and I'm saying these people as a whole in general, you're looking at them in a different light where you're thinking that you're holding them to such a high standard and they're just people. They're just people. Just because they're a bishop, just because they're a prophet, just because they're an apostle, just because they are are, are pope, president, it don't matter who they are. They just got a position. And they're just people. People that got issues. And 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 only way you can start looking at it in that sense, um, there has to be some healing involved in that. But before that, I was caught up in it. I had every, I was caught up in all of it. Believe me, I was. And it was, it was, it was, it was from the top down down. Let me say it like that. And, and I wanted thinking that there was a better life to live. Let me say it like that. I thought that things, because of what I saw, I saw the homes, I saw the cars, I saw them traveling, I saw the monies and stuff that was coming in and exchanging. I saw them shopping and eating their fine fine um, diners and restaurants and stuff. I saw all of that. I saw the the the, the uh, network of all the people that they were with and knew and all of that. I saw that. And so that drew me in where I really thought that that was something that was going to help me out. And in the long run, I got caught up in it. Right, I got caught up in it because I honestly thought it was gonna, and and now and, and now now when I look at it now, yeah, it helped me out a whole way, a lot of ways because why I'm at today, I'm so much better, you know. Mm. But seeing that and being that and being caught up in it, it's easy to be because you're seeing people in the light that they are, and you it's almost like it's a drawing card, it's a mechanism that's pulling you to them. And it's like, you're so caught up and you don't see the break of day or anything because you can't because you want to be just where they're at. And because you're going to be right where they're at, that, and then when you see and you feel and you get the truth of what's happening, then that's when the hurt comes in. That's when, that's when the church part comes in. The problem I have with it today is I can't even say church hurt no more because we are the church. But what I can say is people hurt. Because these people, they rain, you know, they rain upon your vulnerability. Mm. And it's your vulnerability that allows the enemy to use them to get to you because you're open. Well, you're you not know, covered. You're not anything. I don't know if many people know about Pastor uh Pastor Clay's testimony, but that just if you knew her story of how they saw the gift. But then they tried to shut the gift by different ways. And Dr. Clay, you know, had to go through some things. If y'all did, if yeah. y'all know her story, I'll, I'm not going to share it unless you want to. But the main thing is her story is that she she's been in those seats where she thought that this person wanted her best interest, but did not. And is and this is a countless story that so many people have because it comes to the point of then people get the mistrust of other people. And the Bible says that we still have to fellowship with people. People are broken, but I, I know there's somebody out there asking, okay, so, well, if I went to church and, and this bishop or this uh, mother or elder or prophetess, whatever they did me wrong, 
how do I handle that? Ain't they supposed to be held at a higher standard? What of would course. you say about that? Of course they do. They are high. They, because so you got to understand that blood is on your hand. That part. Break that down a little bit because a lot of people don't know that in the scripture it says that when you lead somebody away from Jesus that their blood is on their hands and they're accountable for it. Because here it is. You're responsible. Say for instance, you came to me and you trust me, the God that's in me, to help you to get to a place in God or to help nurture you or to help mentor you. I'm supposed to be spiritually feeding you, not naturally so. I'm supposed to be spiritually feeding you to help feed your intellect, your mind, your spirit, and your will. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. But when I start feeding your natural man, and I'm killing you all at the same time, which is drawing you away from God, it's drawing you away from the call that God has upon your life, it's drawing you away from what God has intended for you all because of me. So that blood is on my hands because I'm responsible for you. Because you came to me for me to be responsible for your life, to direct you closer to God. And because of that, that blood is on my hand. I'm, I'm held accountable. I'm so held accountable. I have to ask, I have to, I have to ask this question then. And this is for anybody that want to answer it. Do you have to have a title to have people assigned to you to learn about Christ? No, you don't. No. Title is just a title. But you don't. Absolutely. Mm-mm. Because yeah. a lot of people will feel like, well, you know, I was this person came and I felt like I needed to mentor them or I needed to do this. I was led to do that. But I'm not no pastor. I'm not no uh, a deacon. I'm not nobody with a title. So why should I be responsible for what? you know, I do with them. And and I and one thing the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of people don't realize when you accept the calling of 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 being a Christian, when you accepted salvation in your life, that you had a mandate to go out and spread the good news and to be able to show thyself approved, meaning that you are showing that you are a diligent worker as somebody that represents Christ, bearing a cross of your own, to be able to help people and Love, love them. What does love them mean? Not in a malicious way, not of a sexual way, not of a um, of a way of trying to. Oh, I love you if you give me something. But love them where it comes to a point where you actually are there for them to help them to guide mm-hmm. them, and that doesn't have to have a title behind it. And one thing that we have to realize is that your spirit that you deal with. Because we all got them, whatever spirit that is. It could be a, a addiction spirit. It could be an angry spirit. It could be a depression spirit. It could be a spirit of addiction, of different drugs or alcohol or whatever. You can transfer those to people if you mishandle the people that's assigned to you. And it don't have to be because you're uh, any type of person of power. It could just be that you were the only Christ that they knew in that moment. There's you're yeah. you're. You're that church at work. You're that church when you go to the store. You're that church when you meet your neighbors and and you know that they find out you're a Christian. Because how do you know that? Because people will come to you and say, you're a Christian, huh? That's the door. That's the the invitation that they want to start knowing more about Christ. And they know that you know. It was a powerful 
um, video I watched is still on YouTube where it was saying that it was a boy that went to hell. And he said, this is the letter from hell where he actually talked about, you know, you came to class and you knew about Christ and you knew about all this and you never told me about it. You never even act like you were a Christian mm-hmm. and you could have saved me from this place that I'm in now. And it, that's just powerful right there because there's so many times where we feel like we have to be quiet. There's so many times where we feel like we we need to have some type of um, audience. Hello, somebody. Because, you know, there's the ones that got to have an audience to be Christian. Let's be real. Yeah. There's the people that got to they got to be on the face of the book to actually do g- God's will in moments. And it's not about that. It's about the souls because there's so many souls that's been mishandled and you're going to have to deal with the repercussions. You know how many times as a pastor, it crossed this platform in uh, settings where I apologize for pastors mistreating people, but because I am a pastor and hold the same mantle as them, I apologize. In fact, because I don't want people to think that we're all the same. I don't have a problem say apology for somebody else because there is people that's doing wrong. Is there pastors that ain't doing right? Yes. Let me say that again. There is pastors that ain't doing right. There's bishops that ain't doing right. There's mothers that ain't doing right. There's choir members, drummers, uh, musicians that ain't doing right. But us as a collective, as Christians, we all fall under the same banner because when an unbelief, unbeliever sees us, they don't know your title. They just know you're a believer. And that's why all these people are getting people by the droves recruited to the nation of Islam, the black Israelites and all these different faiths, because they sit there and say, well, you and you could have never even had a title. You treated me bad and you were supposed to be a Christian. Ain't that the most famous saying? And you were supposed to be a Christian. And the reason why the people are drawn to Muslim and um, all the different walks of life. They got issues too. I just wanted to say that. (laughs) <laughs> well, they, they do, but that's what I'm saying. But don't, the, the reason why a lot of them are, are drawn to it is because they're they're giving them something that's going to be a mechanism of a drawing card. That's mm. what they're doing. And so they're presenting something to them that gets their attention. It gets their whole uh, mindset. And then they start making them inquisitive. Because, see, the thing about what a lot of people have lost, you forgot to, in, in, to give anybody inquisitive to make them want to know more of God, to make them want to know more of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it's to a point now, some people don't even do that. It's almost like, damn, if you do, you damn if you don't. Excuse my words, but that's where some people are. But that's not what it should be. It should be where they want to get to know your Jesus. They want to know your God more. They want to know how you're walking in faith. They want to know how you're being blessed. So, you know, that's what it should be. Seriously, that's really what it should be, but not to the point where you use and manipulate, you know, not that kind of stuff, not not to the point where you start just taking control, being a bully is what I want to call it, a coward bully at that, and and just take advantage of people that are vulnerable and that is open because the enemy has allowed them to see a channel Mm -hmm. and allowed them to phone in on that channel, and so it, it. and then the sad part about it is the covering and everything else has been lifted because right now you're on that territory where the enemy wants you to be at. And you can't see it, but they can. And that's why they pray on you. Not, P-A- not P-R-A-Y, but P-R-E-Y. That's why they pray on you, you know? Yeah. 
and and they strive to get you in the clutches. They strive to get you in their hand so that you could be a puppeteer. That's I'm just being perfectly honest. And like you said, my story, I, I share my story one day, but I'm not even going to it because I give you little in, in little small pieces of it because of what I have dealt with. And and it's not just church people, it's people, period. And my model right now is people's gonna be people. I don't care who they are. They're going to do what they want to do because the intent of what their mindset is, whether it's good or evil, they're going to do it. And, and I, I love that scripture where it says you have to be sober minded. A lot of people think it's just about drugs. It's not about just drugs. It got to be you have to have a mindset that is not always quick to anger. You have to have a mindset that's not always so emotional. You have to have a mindset that you're not sitting here lot, uh, lustful because you're going to fall into those temptations where the enemy sees a door a door mm -hmm. open and is using you because what would be the best scheme for the enemy to be able to manipulate you to hurt a whole lot of people, especially if you got a title. Mm -hmm. And that's why people in position and people of Christianity, because you still have a mantle to be held, have to realize you have to stay constant in prayer. You got to constantly work on better in you because you can't sit and think that it's going to just change. Um, Chiquita, what you think? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I got multiple points of views, I guess, um, or, or examples. Um, but I guess to kind of tie everything in one, I do feel that, um, walking around in the church and being depressed is what a lot of people are doing. I know that it was something that I deal with and I know that um, uh, I have gotten to the point where I've become emotionally aware. And I think that a lot of times people who are coming into the church, they're looking for that help, but um, I, I feel like it's changed some over the years, but it's still kind of the same. But it's like when people are coming to the church they're already being told what they should wear, how they should wear it. Um, they're told this is too much or that is too little. Or, you know, um, I had a friend who gave me an example of, uh, not example, and uh, shared her experience that she was um, had gone to church for the first time, and I think in years. And she's she went and sat up front and she was told to move to the back because she had on a skirt that was distracting the preachers or something in the front and so she went off she was like why do I have to be moved to the back like why can't they focus on whatever it is that they're focusing on and so it's like a lot of times people come in and they're already um told that they're wrong so and that's just off of them being who they are alone and so mm -hmm. when it comes to actually getting ready to express something that they've got going on, they're not wanting to do it because it's already been confirmed to them that they're going to be basically crucified almost for having those issues or problems. And um, I know growing up, it was a hot topic, especially amongst the black community for mental health. It's like, you know, we're told to pray about it. It's like, okay, yes, that's fine. A lot of people pray about it. But, you know, just as we wouldn't pray and just sit here, uh, pray for a job and just sit here 
and not go and fill out applications, there are there's applications that need to be applied to people who are going through various things with mental health. And a lot of times, um, people with titles and positions are afraid to say, I don't know. I don't have the answers. But let mm -hmm. me put you into the hands or path of somebody who does. It's like mm -hmm. sometimes um, a lot of, and this is just from personal experience of what I've seen, it's like, if you say you don't know, then that means that you no longer can hold your title. And it, it, it becomes a pride and ego thing as opposed to being like, you know what? I don't know, but let me find the answers or let me help you find the answers. And right. um, uh, because of that, it is we have a lot of people who are just walking around. Um, the people who are transparent, well, they're like, well, is that of God? Like, is that really of God? So they're talked about. And like, it just becomes this gossipy, clicky type situation where nobody is actually making it a safe place to, you know, get that kind of help. And so the depression, it compounds and it compounds and compounds. And um, this past weekend, um, this past weekend, I had a game and I was driving home from it and I seen a past, uh, a pedestrian walking on the 95 out here. I don't know if y'all seen this on the news or anything. I don't, I, I don't watch the news. Um, but there was a pedestrian walking on the freeway and I was, I looked at him. I, I thought it was a him. It might've been a woman. I can't really tell. It was just long hair, but I looked and I was like, it looked odd. And I was like, okay, God, I don't know why they're out here. Um, but usually whenever something like that is odd, I, I, try to remind myself to pray and I didn't do it this time and I was mad at myself for not doing it because literally 20 minutes later when I got home another one of my um my teammates texted the group and she said hey y'all be careful there's a lady laying in the middle of the street this person that was walking on the freeway threw themselves into traffic and committed suicide and it hurt my it broke my heart because there are a lot of people who are walking around like that, just struggling not to kill themselves because they don't mm. have a safe place. And the church has become more where it's clicky. And if somebody made some kind of mistake, then they're talked about. And then it's like, well, don't talk to so-and-so this and that instead of covering them. And it's like the Bible says, love covers a multitude of sin. And it's almost like we have forgotten as the church what love is covering us because if if we're really to be honest and god start exposing us literally nobody should have the titles that they have but god does trust people with certain titles because he's like you know what i brought you through this and i am glad that you're one who's okay with being transparent to share it with other people and it's 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 just kind of like taking that stance is being the person that says hey starting with me I may not be the hand that can cover the body of Christ, but I am a the hand that covers the body of Christ. Everybody got their position, but that encounter me. So that way, when they come or they leave my presence, they know that you are behind me or you mm -hmm. are with them. Because again, that person, that that woman or man who threw themselves into the traffic, who knows if they had just talked to somebody, what, an hour prior who was supposed to be in the church and they missed that opportunity because of ego or whatever it is. Like we miss out on 
being the blessing to other people because it's like, okay, well, if I, if I share that I have these things that I'm dealing with behind closed doors, they're going to judge me. Are they going to take the title away from me? And sometimes we have in the church held on so hard to a title we're missing Ooh. what God is actually trying to do through us. And because of a, of a title, and I'm like, you know, for me personally, I'm like, I don't care what the title is because if I am a pastor, but behind closed doors, I am drugging up every day and I mm-hmm. am molesting children and everything else. I'm, I'm on a first class ticket to hell. And I'm going to, I'm going to be accountable for the souls that, you know, I've mishandled. And so right. When it comes to titles or not, it has to now come to just being emotionally um, aware, emotionally aware, really getting down back to the basics of seeking God's face, seeking his hand, seeking what he wants us to do. And if you have a title, but you do something and has to be removed, okay, be okay in that because, again, God is the one who calls the people or qualifies the call like we often try to disqualify somebody because of a mistake and we're Mm -hmm. all human and it's like we forget that and then somebody who was new in christ they're like okay i messed up and then once i messed up the church crucified me that i mean they just ripped me a new one talked about me dogged me and yeah i know i'm going to make more mistakes instead of you know being the one that says hey I make mistakes and I, uh, people encounter me know I, I make mistakes. I put it in my book. I put my mistakes out there because I don't ever want anybody to look at me where I am today as the accomplishments that I have and not see that I've been through some things and God brought me out of some things, but I'm going to hold on to it and not be transparent. So that way, when a 22 year old is going through the exact same thing, she don't have nowhere to turn because I'm like, well, don't look at me. I'm now in a better place and it's beneath me to share my story with you. And that's right. why a lot of people are walking around here depressed in the state and in, in the church. And they really are on autopilot. They're coming in, they sit, they get their, their hallelujah, praise the Lord. They dance for a few minutes. They don't dance themselves out of anything except for some sweat and cardio. And then they go back home and they're back in the same problems that they left home with. They, they never actually got through uh, anything that they're going through and they didn't mm-hmm. find that safe place. Well, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm here on free yourself. So I'm going to go ahead and free myself. So I, I remember it was a time I was 19 years old and I just got into church. I think I've been in church for four years and I'm so on fire for Christ. And this was the first time I had a conflict where I actually got set down for accusation. That was, was, that was a lie. Someone lied on me and said that I did something I did not do. It came out proven that that's not what happened, but I still got um, I still got the ramifications for it where um, someone made a fake uh, accusation and the, I was what, 19. So the father came and wanted to fight me and, and all kinds of things. Right. And I'm like, whoa, I've come to church. Like this is what happens in church. Like I can see the streets, but this is what happened in church. And people, instead of listening to me until I got my witnesses, because that's why you should always have somebody witness, because even if it's a a male, female situation, you should never 
put yourself in a predicament where you don't have a witness so that no one misscrews anything. Sure. But until the witness, until I told my witness to tell everybody what happened, people in the church gossiped about me, treated me wrong off of a lie. Y'all look at this. They had no proven fact, no nothing. But they told this 19 year old me. And this is why I, I preached this sermon called Terminator, because think if that would have scarred me from church. I'll never be the pastor J I am today. See, the enemy would love to stunt the growth of you before you become who you truly are, who God has ordained and predestined you to be. And it's, it's so crazy that those same things, I, I feel for the people that are feeling hurt and they're going to people that they think have sense. Hello, somebody. They think they have some type of conscious to care about and then be talked about like a dirty dog, be um, treated so <laughs> misguidedly and, and, and judged when it's just kind of like, you know, like when they brought up the topic of um, what they accept in church. And it's not, it, it, I'm going to tell you right now, none of the things of sin is accepted. They've just, people that condone it is because they probably do it. I'm going to be real do with it you. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if they talking about adultery in the church, I'm gonna just say if they cool with that, they probably doing it. They they okay yeah. with certain lying, they probably got a lying spirit themselves. And it's not because it's it's allowed, it's because of ego. Ego have yeah. killed yeah. so many people's destinies. Ego and leadership have killed the people that followed that leader and so many things that they have purpose in because Ego, which I just learned from my therapist. Yes, I said I got a therapist. So what? You should get one too. Maybe you'll get better. Mm -hmm. Where ego means edging out God. Edging God out. Ego kills purpose. Mm -hmm. When you go based off your ego, what you got, what you are doing, you're replacing God with you. You're sitting on the throne. It's a hijack of the throne. And you're Mm -hmm. not operating in God's will. You're operating in opinion and false wisdom because you think that you know it all and nobody knows it all. And then people that follow you are hurt, misguided, and they think they're doing right, but they're actually doing wrong because they're following you. A lot of people don't realize just because you think that you're doing it, you ain't hurt nobody. There's people that's watching you doing it, thinking that they're doing right. Yeah. And then once again, once again, you're still responsible because <laughs> hi. You know, if, if I was to tell you two things, one thing when you said um uh people being uh if, if you had to listen to whatever they were doing to you at 19, you wouldn't be the pastor Jay that you are now, right? So um just to share a little small story about I told you about when I was in Cali. And how the individual said, Oh, you that screaming singing, right? Well, let me take you back a little bit further. When I lived in Chicago and I left my church, which was a Baptist church, and I moved over to the Church of God in Christ, and I was one of the singers that was, you know, singing songs, but not the main core of the singers because they had their own main core, but I fit in somewhere, right? I will never forget that the leader that was over the choir at the time um, looked down upon me. And my nickname being Tusi, 
they called, well, the leader called me Little Tootsie, like to belittle me. Like as if I wasn't in their middle class or up, let me say uppity class. Because for our family, we were middle class. You know, I had a, a mother and a father making darn good money. Our family was together. At that time, that's what they, they, they considered middle class back then. You know, but for them, I was like lower than them. I was lower than them and I wasn't in the prestige of them. But yet you still would like me for me to sing. But I wasn't in the prestige of them. And so I'll never forget them looking down upon me and, and kind of, um, they, they were two-faced, let me say it like that, very two-faced in a sense. One minute you're smiling at me, then the next minute you're calling me little Tuesday, like as if I was nothing to you, you know. And um, I did have people that wanted to take up for me and all that kind of stuff. And they tried to do that and everything, which was fine. Whatever you want to do, I'm not, I ain't got to do that. But the thing of it is, is that it tried to belittle me. And me being in my early 20s, I knew no better at the time. You know, my mindset was um, I felt like I was doing good and who I was around because that individual called me little Tootsie and that individual wanted to be around the person or the individuals that I was hanging with. Mm. She called me little Tootsie because I was with them because you were trying to be with them. And so it, 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 was, it, it was when I say a mixed up situation and you this high caliber person that is not just in the church where you belong, but in the church of God and Christ. High caliber person. And you called me little Tootsie. You know, to talk down upon me, to make me feel like I was nothing. And when a situation arose at that time, and I was leaving Chicago to move to the East Coast, I'll never forget, I picked up the phone and called that individual to tell them about the situation that happened to let them know that I was freeing myself, but I want to be honest and truthful with them to let them know what was going on. And do you not know, for me just being honest and truthful, to let them know that it wasn't just happening to me, and I was not the only one that it was happening to, but there was other people and her goddaughter and anybody else was part of that whole situation. And because I said something, I was like, pretty much like nobody or ousted out in a sense. You see what I'm saying? And so, but I'm thankful to God that that did not break me or make me. Right. I'm thankful to God that I learned from that. And I learned to the point that I don't care who they a person is, where they're at, you never talk down to anybody. You never right. mistreat anybody. You never tell them that, you know, make them feel smaller than what they really are. You never do that because it's not worth it. Why do that? Why test? somebody down when they're striving to do things to be somebody and loving who they are they hear you come and tear them down don't you know that's the worst dagger that you can put in a person's heart it's the worst thing ever to make a person feel like they're nobody and you know one thing, thing that, that I, I just want to add on to that what you said was deep they 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 don't like you but they'll use you uh, mm -hmm. because it's, it's crazy. They'll have you sing at 50 events, but anytime that you try to do anything, they'll never come to it. it they'll, they'll have you bend over backwards to do everything in church. And then to have when something, one thing happens, they toss you aside like you were nothing. That is a or, form hold of... On, or, or, or they'll use you 
in one place and where you could be used in other places that are much higher than those places They'll hold never you. be. Yeah. And, and and one thing that that is, that's what the young people are saying. The young people are saying, I'm coming to church. My pastor don't even talk to me. I'm coming to church. You want me to be on the praise team. You want me to, to be going to Bible study, but you don't even know my first name. You don't yeah. even know what I'm going through. You yeah. see me on Sunday, but you never call me or text me. The, the new generation is saying, if you want to build a relationship with me, first of all, you got to have a respect enough to actually respect me as a person. I'm not just a, a number in the fold. I'm not just a singer. I'm not just a drummer. I'm not just a musician. I'm not just a, 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 a person that you know opens up the church. I am a person that is a child of God, which means respect me enough to see me and not see what I could do for you because so many people right. have been misused where yes there's been phenomenal singers and guess what that church would never promote that person yes there's been phenomenal preachers but you will never hear that person preach because they yeah. they are a fear to be replaced we have to get to a point body of christ and i'm speaking as a whole and even to myself where we have to start building people up and stop tearing each other down because nobody wants to go into a household where there's discord. Why would I want to come into your house when you always fight? Why would I always come yeah. to your house if you lie on each other? Why would I come to your house if you treat your own wrong? That's like a family that is mistreating each other, but they talk about, I love you. How you love me, but you don't love your mama? How you love me? And you treat you treat your own kids wrong. How do, can you love me? Come on, church. How can you love me? And you can't even be there for your for your brother that's on drugs. Well, so I just know you will be there if or or but there's no situation that that bothers you. And and, I, and, and gossip, the spirit of gossip. I rebuke the spirit of gossip right now in the mighty name of Jesus, because gossip is a lie. Mm -hmm. If you ever play telephone, first of all, the information that people are spreading ain't even the original, what really even happened. Mm -hmm. Gossip in the church is killing the church because there's no power in gossip. There's no power in, in talking about somebody. You're not shocking to nobody. If you can't go to that person's face and tell them how you feel, then you you gossiping. You talking about them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ain't, ain't that what the Bible say? If you, if you have a problem with your brother or sister, you're supposed to go up go to and them. talk to them. And yeah. then treat people the way. Because one thing that God revealed to me, gossip is deflection. See, when they was talking about that woman that they caught doing adultery, they love talking about her. But when Jesus said the first person without sin, throw the first stone, they didn't like when it was about them. No. Because you wouldn't want people to gossip or treat you wrong. Why would do you do that? Others. Exactly. Do unto others as you want to be done to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's that's a form what happens of love is, is treating people the way you want happens. to be treated. I think what happens is, Pastor Jay, is that people forget that the life that we live is all a gift from God. I think that's what people forget. And I, I think they forget that, that 
you wouldn't have what you have if it had not been for the grace of God. You wouldn't be who you are if it had not been for the grace of God. And why do I say that? It's because everybody has been through a test, a trial, and some tribulation point in their life. Everybody. Now it's up to you on who you're going to trust to bring you through. And when you come out, what testimony are you going to provide to others to let them know that they can come out the same thing? Or are you just going to hold on to it and just be selfish? And see, that's the part that's happened to a lot of things. Folks are selfish. Yeah. And that's that why. Selfishness is, yes, is nothing that's but why. a demonic spirit. That's, that's, that's. Right. That, and, and you know what? I've realized this. Selfishness is self-destruction because when you're selfish, you care about nothing, not even yourself. Because if you cared enough about yourself, that means you will put a standard for yourself, which means you will, if you love yourself enough, you would want people to treat you a certain way and you would have a remembrance of how to treat people so that if you was ever in that predicament, because you can't tell tomorrow, you talk about that crackhead today, guess what? You could be on crack tomorrow and how would you want to be treated? You could be homeless tomorrow. How would you want to be treated as a homeless person? You could, you could go through a divorce tomorrow. How would you want to be treated? We have to remember these things that you're not. We're all a paycheck or job away from homelessness. We're all one argument away from being in a broken home. We're all had a, a situation in families where we all know, the, especially in our community, especially because of that curse that was upon our house where it says what happens in this house stays in this house, which caused so mm -hmm. much molestation where you had to sit at the same table with your the person who molested you. There's There's been so much abuse. There's been so much mental and psychiatric issues because that you've held in all these issues and have not had any type of resolute because you cannot speak because you was told not to speak. And they, and then you put yourself in your own internal war because when you reject your own voice, you cause a war inside. Mm -hmm. So it has to get to a point, y'all. And I'm I'm telling anybody that feels that they've been abused. I'm telling anybody that feels like they've had any issues in the church. Like I said when we had this segment about church hurt, you are the author of your story. Everybody ain't the same, but guess what? On the same token, everybody ain't your friend, and everybody ain't gonna want you nope. to do the. That's why God gave yeah. us a comfort, which is the Holy Spirit. You had that feeling that that situation wasn't going to be right. That person wasn't going to be yeah. right. You got to now start trusting that and stop turning it off. Because what we do is we turn it off and say, well, it's not going to be that way. Well, you know what? I know I got discernment right now, but, you know, I'm trying to be nice. God didn't tell you to be nice to people if he's giving mm -hmm. you the alert of they not going to do you well. So it's time for us to start trusting in our discernment. It's time for us to stop talking about people. If you ain't going to do nothing about it, don't say Shut nothing. Up. If you got yeah. nothing nice to say, don't say yeah. nothing at all. Be because you don't know how detrimental you can cause an issue in their life. People's mm -hmm. lives are in jeopardy. And when it comes to the church, shut up if you ain't got something to add. Shut up if you got some opinion and you try to dress it up as a, a, a prophecy. Shut up. 
if you can't pray for them. I'm so serious. That we just had Shalea, who from the church, she played Dorinda Clark Cole, but because she was wearing a certain thing, they talked about her, but she was singing gospel. Right. We got to get to the point. You don't even see people no more. You just see what they can do. See the God see in them. Stop looking at the outside. See people for who they are. Yeah. A child of God. A person that wants help. Somebody that want to be loved. Somebody that want to get a hug. Somebody that wants somebody to just know that they exist. And there will mm -hmm. be a mighty change. Yes. Guess what? I'm going to talk to the person. Why well, I always got to be the bigger person? Because. God called you to be the bigger person. You're the example. You wonder why you're blessed. Well, yeah. guess what? Stop doing what you're doing and see yeah. what happens. God will take away from you because you ain't obedient. And delayed disobedience, uh, procrastinating on the situation is delayed disobedience as well. Yeah. You just delay your disobedience. You still being disobedient. You just delaying it. Yeah. Stop with the egos. Stop with the clicks. These clicks are killing people. I'm going to tell right now because there's somebody that might not be as strong minded as me. There's somebody out there that might not be as, as, as in tune as, as me. And there might be times where I might be weak of the whole click situation, but you have to know that that is hurting people. Yeah. And we didn't get into the Christ business to hurt people. We got into it to tell people our story and show people how we got out. So that they don't have to go through the same pains and the same suffering as us. Not add our pain on top of theirs. Period. I'm just hoping that I, I, I'm, my prayer is we're, we're in 2021, almost halfway through the year. Almost halfway through the year. And the church was shut down in 2020. So many of them. And some of them didn't even open back up. And some of them won't be opening back up. And it's my prayer that things will change. Instead of being selfish and being all about one mighty whatever, let's we need to change our thought pattern and thought process. And our thought process, as I keep saying years ago. When they came out with those 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 uh, antonyms, WWJD, it made a big impact on the world, didn't it not? Yeah. And people will use that and be like, I wonder what would Jesus do? Now, we don't know exactly what he would do, but it makes you think twice before you do that that you know he ain't going to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's my prayer that People would change the way that they have been doing things. God spared your life for a reason. You got an opportunity to do something better. You got an opportunity to 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 to, to do something to for yourself, for your church, for your members, for somebody that's close to you. I don't care who it is. You got an opportunity. The reason why God left you here it is for a reason. And you need to capitalize on that reason that God got you here. Not the same old, same old. Not the same stupid stuff. Not the same selfish stuff. Not the same hurting stuff. 
but we need to focus on what it is that God really intends for everybody that he allowed. Because I'm saying allowed. Because we all could have been gone. Let's just Facts. be real. That's true. So, That's so true. he allowed us to still be here in our best mind, our best health, and to be able to still be blessed by him who is the best. And we mm. need to take our focus and change it. Change the same old, same old church. Just change, as they said, church issue. No, it shouldn't be usual no more. Ain't nothing usual no more. Everything has changed. So change it. Let the church be what it was designed to be. He said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And the very gates of hell will not prevail. That's what it's supposed to be. Don't start about me preaching. I'm just saying. So anyhow, <laughs> we got to get back to it. I'm just saying. Because it's time out for all this. It's going to be hurt going on. Because here's the thing. The world ain't getting no better. No. But the church can get better. Ministries can get better. The people of God can get better. Those who say that Christ-like can get better. You know what I'm saying? But the world ain't. It's just what God said it was intended to be. There's more divers and temptations and there's going to be more wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be more people coming against one another. There's going to be that. It's going to be. That's but that's biblical. But what can we do? Those that say they know Christ. What can we do to make a stand for God? What can we do? We ain't got to keep letting the devil act like he winning because he ain't. But when people see it, they think he is because people have been hurt too much and they're drawn away from church. Yeah. Just and, and I just want to just simply say this too. I want people to just remember back when you were hurt and you wish you had that friend. You wish you had that mentor. You wish you had that person to help you out of that situation. I want you to, to picture that and remember all the things you needed and become that. Because there yeah. is somebody in your same shoes. Not It might not got the same name, but there's somebody in your same shoes that are looking for somebody to help them. And you probably know them. And it's your duty just to show them a light in this dark yep. world that we really go through. People are already judging us. People are already talking about us. People are already doing But we should not be doing this in the body of Christ. It should be to the yeah. point where we are helping each other because you never know what you might say might save somebody's life. And that's serious business and showing love. God is love and love is God. Mm. If you don't know love, you don't know God. You don't know God. You have to get to the point where you understand that this love showing love is important in this business of knowing Christ accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior wasn't just as some words. That was a that was a mandate that you were swearing yeah. an oath that you're gonna show that you could be Christ-like, even though you live in a sinful world and everybody advertises the world instead of making different standards and morals. So I want people to know that. Second thing, anybody that's been hurt by a church, I want to say publicly right now that I apologize. I know somebody right now was just waiting for that. They ain't mm -hmm. never heard nobody say, I'm sorry for what they went mm. through because there's some horror stories yeah. in the church and I know it. I know it. I'm, yeah. I'm a radio personality. I speak to people from celebrities down to the average Joe and they all have the same story. And there, yeah. there is healing that needs to happen. There yeah. is so much healing. And I just want to start that healing and say, 
I'm sorry for whoever hurt you. I'm sorry that they treated you that way. I'm so sorry that they disrespected the, the cross that Jesus died on. I'm so sorry that they didn't represent Christ the way that they were supposed mm-hmm. to. But I'm going to give you a, a, a change and a key of how your life could change right now. Right now, declare that I, that you will make the difference, that you will no longer be the victim, that you will no longer stay in that jail cell that you have in your mind, that mentally you have been locked up be, and bound mm-hmm. and shackled to a year or a, a time frame where you were hurt. And now you can't see past that hurt because the people around you don't deserve your hurt. And mm-hmm. can I tell you something? When you're on self-destruct mode, you blow up on things close to you. So with that being said, I believe that you could be the change. I declare and decree that you will be the difference so that your pain doesn't have to be shared again and that it won't turn into a generational curse because a generational curse is just a something, a, a hurt that someone went through that kept passing on this habit of how they dealt with it. So I want you to know that you could be the difference. And despite of what people say, despite what people t- said about you, like my grandma would say, they talked about Jesus. So why wouldn't they talk about you? Let them talk, but don't let them yep. control you. Don't let them control your emotions and don't let them put a mental jail cell where you can't sleep, where you got yep. a medication yourself where you got to sit here and have chills and shakes and scared to talk because every time you took him back to that moment you're that five-year-old you're that six-year-old you're that 22-year-old in that moment and you feel powerless you don't deserve it your family don't deserve it and your future don't deserve it and can i tell you something god promised you a future if you thought you don't have a future guess what the bible says in jeremiah 29 11 that he has no evil intent for you. he has hope joy and a future i love that last part because that last part is what saved pastor jay's life when i was ready mm-hmm. to take my own life that part right there in the bible because they said that his promises do not come back void said that i have a future because he knew me in the womb. He already predestinated me. Guess what? You got a future and you got hope, joy waiting for you. You just got to accept it. Stop accepting less than. Stop accepting abuse. Stop accepting all this anger in your life. Stop, Stop accepting anxiety and depression and saying, that's all I can have. Yeah. You deserve more. You are more. You're beautiful. You don't need no validation. Be you. And I could tell you, go farther than that. You don't got to be nobody else. Singer, actor, <laughs> regular preacher. You ain't got to preach like nobody. You ain't got to sing like nobody. You got to be you because God made you that way. And you can be more. Just don't give up. Reset, mm-hmm. rethink, and keep going. Like Nike said, mm-hmm. just do it. Just do it. I just had to leave that to y'all because it is powerful that we know that people just need to know that someone cares. And guess what? I care. Pastor Jay cares. I don't care if if, if you don't think I'm available enough to reach out. I, I, I've prayed and 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 fellowship with people across this world. Reach out if you need help. I'd rather you talk to me and I just listen to you than you take mm-hmm. your life. I've had too many good friends of mine killed because they did not have somebody to talk to. You got me. You just said it. You just said it. That's the key right there. It ain't about you talking back to us. 
just you being a listening ear. That's all. Be a listening ear and hear what they have to say. Let them empty out that that's been embedded in them, bottled up in them. Let them empty it out. You can be you can be the trash can for now. You know what I'm saying? And just allow them to just let go. And that's Amen. the problem. The people do not have a place to let it out. And I'm not trying to cry it out. I'm just saying talk it out. Because when they can talk it out and they know that somebody listening and they're not trying to say, tell them, do nothing or anything like that. They just Nobody want to be preached to when they're going through. And I mm-hmm. just put that out there just in case any leaders didn't know that. People mm-hmm. want you to be genuine. I don't, because yeah. guess what? If you always talking, you ain't listening. And yeah. that's how you should know. If someone's going through it, I know there's somebody that's like, man, I, I just went through it. I didn't know what to do. Listen. Give and lead them to cross. Don't lead them to you. Because you ain't got the answers. I, I can tell you, I ain't got the answers. I'm not like what Chiquita said with other leaders. I can tell you right now, if I don't know something, I say I'll look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll research it. But just point them to the cross. Yeah. Tell them God. God so loved the world, he gave it. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son so that you can have everlasting life. That means God loves you. Despite the messed up you, the high you, the drunk you, the abusive you, he knows that there is a change in your life and all of the abuse that you went through that made you into this this person that is now hurting and causing misery in other people's life. God knows that you can be a difference. If he can use Paul, he could use you. Paul yes, killed he can. Christians. And yeah. guess what? Your past don't define your future. You are but still you know right. What? I don't mean to cut you off. You just said something. If you really look throughout the whole Bible, everybody in there had an issue. Facts. Everybody had issues. Everybody in there, except Jesus. Everybody, except Jesus. everybody, everybody in there had an issue. And it didn't matter what that issue was they still strive to do or their lives got changed and turned around to do better you know but they had an issue and so i want anybody that's on here to know that we all have issues and we've all fallen short and we've all fallen short and honey and nobody perfect nobody ever will perfect until you leave this world then you become perfect in him but you'll never be perfect on this world on this side you're striving to do better and striving to live the best you can. How do you do that? You just take one day at a time, one moment at a time. That's all, one step at a time. You can't try to do everything at one time and think it's going to be an overnight sensation. It's not. Just take those moments to have some building blocks to help build you and build you and build you to the point where you become who you were designed to be. I thank God for all my trials. And I'm not saying I ain't going through none now because I've had some. But what I've learned that as I do have them, God shows me how to deal with them. And he shows me how to come through them. And I trust him. That's the other key. The key to that all is to trust God and not man. I have to throw that out there. Don't trust no man, man will fail you every time. But if you trust God in all your ways, acknowledge him. Hear what? Direct your path. 
you got to put it all in him. Even when it seems like it ain't even going right, you still got to trust him. Because at the end of the day, God, as you said, Pastor, is in the scripture. He knows your future. He got a future for you. Right. And in order for you to get to that future, you got to take those steps to get to it. Amen. Chiquita, you got anything before we wrap up? Um, no. I, well, just the same um, that y'all were saying. God made no mistakes with anybody that is walking this earth. If we are here, he has a reason for you. He's not surprised by the mistakes that you have made. He's not going to be surprised at the, by the mistakes that you're going to make in the future. He understands and knows who you are, and he still created you because he knows your beginning to the end. And so anytime you are, anybody finds himself in a position or a predicament where they're like, God, I don't know what to do or where to go. I implore you to do what I literally did this past Sunday when I was struggling. Because like I said, Saturday hurt me. Sunday, I was I was out of it. And I was like, God, I don't know who I'm going to talk to. I anointed my hair with oil. And I said, God, I need you to help my mind and send me the people that will speak life to me in this moment. Because right now, I am barely holding on. And when mm. I did that, the people that I needed came and found me after church. One actually messaged me during church. A few others found me after church. And it was like, they poured into me what God gave them. And then I went and I was walking to my uh, to do something else. And then somebody else grabbed me. And it, like everything that I needed, God supplied in that moment. Just because I said, God, I need you. I am hurting. God wants you to be honest with your pain. A lot of times mm -hmm. we feel like it's not okay to be honest with our pain and it's not okay to be honest with our struggle, but he didn't create us to be perfect. He's the one that makes us perfect. He uses, and it, the Bible says that he is made perfect in our weaknesses. So anything that we have going on or that you have going on, God already knows and he already have the answers. All you have to do is come to him and he will show you and he will send the people to you that you need. It's okay to be in a hurt place. It's okay to be in an imperfect place. It's okay to not know what step to take next. It's okay to just be you. And like pa um, mm -hmm. Pastor Jay said, you know, I, I said this to some of uh, my teammates on the football team. Um, I am sorry that you've experienced such a pain by people who said that they were followers of Christ because unfortunately, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, we are left to interpret our relationship with God. And sometimes we're following religion outside of relationship. And some people just mm. don't know the difference. So for me and, and from my heart is I am sorry. I am sorry to the little girl who was ignored. I'm, ex I'm sorry to the little boy who was ignored and then they grew up and they still never got to deal with that pain. So we're operating as adults in the natural from what it looks like, but mentally we're still operating as broken children who never mm -hmm. had the opportunity to grow up, never mm -hmm. had the opportunity. A lot of people are stuck in certain pain points that usually started as children and those are those purpose killers. And so I say to anybody in the church or, or considering on the fence about leaving, the enemy studies you and he 
studies you well. And he's going to use what will tempt you to break you. Because mm. if it's not going to, if it's something that you won't be tempted by, then it has no effect. But if he knows that if you get right with God and withstanding with God, he's going to send his best at you to attack things that you have not dealt with. And usually it's going to be with people that you're in. So if you're in the church, there's going to be times you're going to get hurt. But understand mm-hmm. that it's not God's intent. It's, it's the enemy's intent to keep you broken and to keep you struggling and to make it seem that, you know, you cannot come to the church and get the help that you need. Yes, just like any grocery store you go to, if they don't have the groceries that you need, you need to go to a different one. Okay, that is perfectly fine. But it's y- y- don't run. Don't run. Because once you stop running, you're still going to have to deal with all the problems that you left behind in a trail of dust. They're going to come up and they usually deal with you at a time that you don't want them to deal with you. Mm. And one thing okay. is, once you start running, you always going to have to run because if you're going yeah. to your, your your issues will never go away. And no matter how high you think you could get, no matter how drunk you think you could you could be, no matter how uh, deep in, I guess you could say a sexual high you think you could go in. Your mm-hmm. issues will always be there, no matter if you take it, uh, take your um, time now to fix it or actually make sure that you try to face it now so that you don't have to have so much years of residual that you haven't handled it. And how many times you're going to have to actually try to mend things when they say burn bridges. A lot of times we burn bridges to be on our own personal islands and realize we are stuck on that island and we can't do nothing because we didn't burn every bridge that we need to actually get our help. Yeah. Stop burning bridges, stop yeah. running and stop yeah. isolating yourself because it ain't going to better you. It's going to actually hurt you the worst. The thing is the things that make you uncomfortable actually make you grow. So guess mm-hmm. what? If it's uncomfortable for you to deal with it, that means it's actually beneficial for you to deal with it. That's just mm-hmm. like, I give you a perfect example. As we close, I, did not like asking people to forgive me. Can you please forgive me? Because I mm. felt like I was showing a, a form of weakness. It was the most uncomfortable thing I could ever do. And I had to realize that God put me in, in, I guess you could say in moments where I had to ask people to actually say, you know what? I'm sorry. That was a hard thing for me to say because that meant I had to show a mint of guilt of me doing something wrong. And when you take away ego, it's very easy to apologize and it's so easy to let go and not hold things because a grudge, a grudge, a grudgeful person pushes everybody away and then complains about being lonely. So with that, let those grudges go. You can't even enter. And one thing I'm going to just put out there, you can't even enter into the gates with a grudge. How Jesus can't forgive if you. Jesus will not forgive you if you can't forgive other people. That's, mm. that's biblical. So why would you let yeah. just you saying, forgive, I forgive you, be what stop you? You live all yeah. this great stuff, preached, brought people to Christ. But what stopped you at the gate was, remember that person you had a problem with? You didn't say, I forgive you. That should yeah. not be what stops you. So with that being said, I just I hope that that encouraged you. I know we went a little long, but I felt like this was needed because there's so many people out there looking for just some encouraging words and just some of the things that we spoke today because we were trying to speak life over you. And one thing that 
I, I see that gets preached all the time. People don't realize cuss words, which in the English dictionary didn't exist probably 200, work, 200 years ago in the way that we use it. Um, cussing, when it's talking in the Bible about, you, you know, uh, cursing. <laughs> cursing means talking against someone's life, not speaking life, but speaking death over someone's life, saying that you'll never make it, that you're, mm -hmm. you're not enough. You're not smart enough. You're not going, you're not talented enough. You're not this. That's actually cursing. That's what the Bible is talking about. You speaking over someone's life in a negative manner, just breaking it down. Like my pastor would say, the amplified, amplified version of, you know, the Bible. Mm -hmm. Stop cursing people out. That should be a sermon. I think I'm gonna write that. Stop cursing people <laughs> out because you're cursing people out without any profanity of the English language. You're actually cursing people out by speaking against what their purpose what their purpose is. Like Chiquita said, stop being a purpose killer because you're being a purpose killer because of your own misery and your own jealousy and your own pride and ego. A great what happens? Pride cometh before what? Before a great fall. Don't be that person that has to fall. Amen. But with that Amen. being said, Adam, where are you at? I think you're here. I think you're here. So we got Adam now. He's going he to get fired. He's going to be like Cletus. Amen. With that being said, make sure you share, like, and subscribe to Anointed Radio. Make sure you leave a comment. Tell me if you like it. Tell me if, if you made it this far, make sure that you subscribe, like my good uh, uh, Mr. Stone would say on his videos. But make sure you subscribe, like, download the Anointed Radio app, follow us at LV Anointed Radio, follow all of our pages. And I love you. We're going to have a great show next week coming. And make sure you stay tuned. Tell your friends about it. Say, hey, you heard about Anointed Radio? And let you know. My team reps, Jesus, yeah, is coming out June 5th. My new track, Pastor Jay's doing a little different on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not singing on this. I'm actually laying them bars. Fire. Fire is going to be on this track. I spit hot fire. My name is Jalon, 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 because I spit fire. Fire. I'm just saying. Make sure you go check out um, my team reps, Jesus, June 5th. You can actually pre-add it to your Apple Music right now so that when it comes out, you already got a new playlist and you can go jam out to it because we're gonna. I'm, I'm trying to make an anthem like when we was repping, uh, what was that song? Um, riding, riding around in, with my Jesus music. We're going to start talking about my team reps Jesus because my whole team should rep Jesus because that means we're going to new levels spiritually and physically and we ain't got to twerk for the devil. We can actually walk with the Lord. Amen. If, if y'all didn't know about the twerk reference, I was like, let's look at social media. Don't say he about to start twerking for Jesus. <laughs> no, don't twerk for Jesus. Walk with Jesus. <laughs> we got twerk for the devil. Amen. Oh, <laughs> ain't talking about twerking. Whatever. Y'all have a great night. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Good night, y'all. Peace out. <laughs>